Hey guys, welcome to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. This episode is brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, this one's going to be kind of unique because uh, the guests that we have today played a really, really, really big role throughout my entire business career starting out, but it's been a long time since catching up and kind of re restoking that fire and, and I guess pulling nuggets from, from him. So again, I want to, I want to thank and let everyone know how much I love the guest today, Jeff Mendez, AKA Poppy, probably would all refer him to, um, refer to him as throughout this entire episode. So, um, let's thank, thank Jeff for getting down here real quick bio on Jeff. And then we'll, we'll dive into the questions that I have and kind of where I want to go with, with today. Um, spent 13 years at Vivint as one of the VPs is where his, his role had, had ended up um, being, he helped take it from $30 million in revenue to a, a billion plus also helping it transition public. Also, you were a part of the transition with Vivint Solar taking it public as well. Um, you're a general partner and founder of the Vineyard Manufactured Homes Group, which provides housing to, I read 50,000, but it's up to 100,000 families now, is 50, it not? 50. It's at 50,000? Yeah, yeah. So 50,000 50, families being housed by it. That's 240 manufactured home communities and deployed $3.2 billion in, in assets deployed, basically. Co-founder, co-owner of Greenlight Restaurant Group. Um, you guys build and own different restaurants, including Cup Bop, Pizzeria, 712, Station 22, Communal, Black Sheep, Five Star Barbecue, etc. Um, did I miss anything on there? Yeah, but it's good enough. That's good enough. I honestly probably missed a lot. Um, I'm just really excited. I'm Dude, I'm excited more to chat and catch up and, and kind of, again, go relearn the things that I learned from you multiple times early on in my business career. I guess, first and foremost, how are you? What are you up to? How's life? Life is really good. Um, appreciate the invite and the intro. Um, life is busy. It's good busy, though. It's purpose-driven busy. It's built life, building life by design busy. Um, so quite often when you get in the day-to-day of business, you get kind of in that mix and things that you feel like are important once you aren't in that day-to-day grind, you realize that they're not as important. So I love the chapter of my life that I'm in now where I'm focused a lot on things that I feel matter more than they've ever mattered. And the the main thing that matters for me right now is my family. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you, so you just touched on something that you used to say all the time, like your coin phrase is live your life by design, not by default. You talked about that through and through. And one thing you're like the master of is your systems and going and actually designing and executing. Right. So I guess a, a question for you is what have you always gone and done? And we'll just dive right into the, the questions that I have. Like ever since I've known you, you've dominated with systems. Where did you get that? What are some things that you do to make sure that, that you do that? And how do you go help others implement that? Ooh, that's a loaded question and I can go on for days on it. So living life by design, it's not just something that you study, pick up in a book. It's it's essentially in your DNA. And I've always loved designing things. I've always liked creating schedules, programs, systems, et cetera, to help me achieve the things that I want to achieve. And you do it in a way where it's liberating. It creates freedom. Discipline equals freedom. And by creating systems, you have the freedom to do the things that you want to do. You get to do what you want with whom you want as often as you want, and you can give whatever it is that you want. So in life, if I'm not designing my life, if I'm not living the life that I want to live, then by default... By definition, I'm living somebody else's hopes and dreams in life. Yeah. So I want to be the CEO of me. I want to be the CEO of Mendez Incorporated. And it doesn't mean that every single thing is planned out to a detail where it's exhausting. It's completely the other way around where when you have the design work, then you have a lot of time for freedom and for for innovation and for, for things that are fun and exciting. Yeah. If that makes sense. So No, absolutely. So I, I think it's just, it's always been that way. And throughout my career, I've always studied people that are really good operators and really good system creators. But I also find that me personally, I'm, I'm also an artist, meaning I love just the, you know, the, the beauty behind business, the spirit behind business, instead of just the numbers and the dollars and the cents, I like the creation aspect behind it. So I feel that if I have really good systems, I can be that much more creative because the base is taken care of. And once the base is taken care of, the system is built, then you can be that much more creative which is an extremely unique way of looking at it. And honestly, what kind of goes and sets you apart on it, like thinking about it, looking at it, most artists 
are the least organized people in the world and people who go and focus. So what's interesting is I feel like I'm more of an artist than I am an operator. But what you're known for is your operations because that allows you to go and be yourself as an artist and go express yourself, be creative and be in that space. That's so sick because, again, I think a lot of people go and, again, you get one side of the pendulum and finding that balance actually allows you to go be way more creative. That's sick. Actually, I've, I've never thought about that or looked at it. That was, that, yeah, that's and, really And cool. I say this all the time, too. You know, I, I know that a lot of our combo will probably revolve around business because business is intertwined in life. Yep. Right? Business is a spiritual game. And... I see a lot of people trying to manage their human resources, manage their human assets. You can't do that. You manage the system and then you lead the human assets via that system that's been created. Mm. So I always spend a lot of time building the machine and then I can plug people in the machine and then I can lead and use my emotional quotient, my EQ to lead people through that machine, through leadership development, et cetera. Uh, which again is something that uh, you're, you're so good at so many things. I'm probably going to keep repeating everything that you're really good at it, it, Like what you specialized in and what I watched you do specifically in, in the time period that I worked very closely with you is you went and helped people develop into that next generation of leader, that next group of successful people. However, however you view that on that as well, you're now a, a dad. We we're just talking about it. You're a dad of five. Um, your oldest son's 22 years old, right? Yep. Um, a question I love to ask and that I'm curious about, especially people from different generations that came up at different times with different opportunities and stuff like that, that have gone and kind of figured it out. What is something you feel like every 22 year old will just use that age because that's, that's what your son is needs to know not to do. And that you think every 22 year old should absolutely be doing. Well, first of all, I haven't figured it out. Okay. That's the beauty of life. Perfect. Right? Um, the scariest hood you ever go through is parenthood. That's the craziest hood. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it, and that, there's two things. The toughest person to lead and manage is yourself. The second uh, group of people, it's your kids. Yeah. You know, because they, they say you day, day in and day out. There's that proximity there. So they, you know, it's, it's challenging. They see everything. I, 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 can, I can handle a C-suite much more easily than I can handle a family of five. <laughs> but I enjoy being with the family way more than I enjoy being in the C-suite. And the yeah. only reason I do the C-suite type of work is so I can be with the family in a really high level. Yeah, but no, it's it's every day just trying to figure things out, and the 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 things that they throw your way, meaning the kids and just the family dynamic. It's sometimes they come out of left field, right field, center field. You just don't know, but it can get pretty crazy. You get quick on your toes. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we we say this all the time, but being an entrepreneur is escaping a thousand deaths. I think being a parent is escaping a million deaths. (laughs) Okay. I love it. And then a lot of this is going to be me for my sake, just asking advice on a a word that gets used and kind of thrown around like successful. What do successful people do? Like, what did you do to find success in your life? How did you get there? And I think before even going into a lot of that, it's super important to define what that means to you. Like what is success to you at the end of the day? I think it depends on what category, right? I think you can bifurcate success in different buckets you can divide it up so for me success is just it's it's a sense of community it's a self sense of belonging it's a sense of being your your true authentic self where you can be your full kimono where you're not hiding anything you're Mm -hmm. not trying to pretend like you're something that you're not you're just you're just you and when you can contribute way more than what you're taking from whatever it is that you're doing Mm. And I think success, ultimate, the ultimate success is the feeling of achievement, whether it be a dad, whether it be a business owner, whether it be a friend, whether it be, you know, a, a, a son, whatever it is, it's that, that sense of achievement and fulfillment. Yeah. I'd rather use the, the word fulfillment, actually. Yeah. And I've heard this before, but, but there's a quote that's this, that states that life's ultimate failure is success without fulfillment. So mm. I think success in and of itself, it's this, the feeling of achievement, but even more so the feeling of fulfillment. And when, when we really feel fulfilled as, a hum, as humans is when we're giving, when we're in a state of, of, of giving and contributing and creating. Yeah. Uh, human beings are at their, their, um, their best when they're contributing, and they're at their true best, their ultimate best when they realize that they're contributing. So That's it's the sick. fulfillment and the achievement. So that quote, it's... It's the greatest not, failure in life is success without fulfillment. Yeah, because you, I mean, you can meet a, the, in the category of being successful, you know, monetarily, it's you're a billionaire. 
but how many sad, lonely um, billionaires are out there? A lot, probably more so than the happy ones because they don't feel fulfilled. They feel very empty because there's maybe a lot of dead bodies along the way. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe they're so worried about protecting their bounty, if you will, that they've isolated a lot of relationships and haven't had the community or haven't allowed the community to, to come in, to be close to them. Yeah. They put, a, put up so much protection and guardrails around them. How, of, how often do you feel like that? And this is off topic, but how often do you feel like success gets confused with fulfillment? Like people, because every, every day, all the time. That's what I would say. You say billionaire. I think a lot of people automatically jump to how great their life would be. And then you all, then you really go look at it, and it's like they're not happy. Like I mean, they're they, lacking they, fulfillment. They could be happy, but yeah, yeah, being a billionaire doesn't give you an automatic, you know, status of being fulfilled or super happy or truly successful. Like yeah, and Billy, you could be a billionaire on paper on your that's account, crazy. like on your net worth sheet. Yeah, and you could be broke. Yeah, in relationships, broken family, you know, uh, there's a lot of things you can be things you can be broken. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 you know, you know this, but money, it doesn't make or break somebody. It just magnifies or amplifies, helps us ampli- or see the amplification of who they truly are as a person. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, I mean, I, I think that's really cool. And honestly, I've never talked about it with anyone specifically on the podcast, talked about that, but I've had, I've gone to Tony Robbins events where that is like the primary thing that they go through and just hammer in is like fulfillment is like the goal. It's everything. Yeah. Success or whatever else you want to go into find out. Achievement is a, a really good word for it. Shouldn't be the goal. The goal is to be fulfilled as you go and achieve things. Right. Which is really, really cool. Going back to again. And, and, and go ahead. to be fair, that's why there's so many different jobs out there and businesses because people were seeking that fulfillment. Like if everybody yeah. just wanted to make a ton of money, we'd have a whole bunch of either stop brokers or real estate developers. And that's about it because you can make a lot of money in those two categories. Yeah. But people looking and, and seeking for fulfillment, we've created tons of different asset classes, tons of different industries. That's super true. No, that that's very, very true because everybody's different and that fulfillment comes from different things for every, every yeah. person. It has a different meaning to different people. Thank goodness we're all different. Yeah. If not the Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The world would be very homogenous. A thousand percent. So going to, again, something that we're probably going to talk about throughout the, the course of this entire thing because it's so broad is live life by design. Right. And, and touching on fulfillment, really what living life by design is, is trying to go and extract the most fulfillment out of your life. Right. And something again, in talking to you a little bit earlier today, you have like these call it guardrails or like this, this true north that you go and follow a list of things that are very important to you to go through and, and find that fulfillment and live life by design how you would. Right. And I have them listed out through here. Um, obviously there's a ton that we could go through and hit on. And I have a few that I personally want to go and ask about, but you sent me a list of 24 things, right? 25. 25 things, um, which is obviously a, a lot, but what are some of those true norths for you that specifically when I even bring it up, like these ones stand out the most to me? Is it the first few on the list 
or what ones stand out to you maybe right now more than other times? I mean, it's all of them. If you want to hit on a few and I can, I can elaborate on them. I would love to. We'll just start right at the very top, right? Your number one is be grateful for what you have before it becomes what you had. Yeah. And these, th- these are not, they're not in any particular order. They're just 25. So number we'll one go random. Yep. not more important than number 14, so forth and so on. Yep. So gratitude, I mean, gratitude determines your attitude. You yep. know, when we want to have a really great day, if you write down a a list of 10 people, things, moments that you're really grateful for, your day now is going to be towards that. It's going to be towards giving. It's going to be towards um, being grateful for the things you have. Yeah. So when I, when I thought of that quote, when I wrote down that quote, I was in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. when the entire island, 100 miles this way, 35 that way, got completely devastated. People that had running water no longer had running water, no internet, no refrigerator working, no nothing. People on dialysis could not do dialysis. People that needed um, respirators, no more respirators, just nothing. And we often take for granted uh, things because they're always available to us. And once once they're not available to us, that's when we start showing gratitude towards those things. Yeah. And quite often the things that we take for granted – are the exact same things that other people in different parts of the world are maybe praying for. Does that make sense what I'm saying? A thousand percent. So what yeah. we need to do is we need to be grateful for everything that we have. And sometimes we need to dig deep because once we realize all the blessings that we have, we just look like idiots. Yeah. Right. And then once we realize how blessed we are, just, just the mere fact that we're human is crazy. Like yeah. we, we won the lottery. We're <laughs> yeah. human beings. Yep. We won the lottery. We live where we live. We have the resources that we have. We have the homes that we have, the vehicles that we have. It's a miracle. It's a modern day. It's a, it's a miracle. Every, every day when we wake up and we, we can open up our eyes, that's, that's a miracle. Yeah. So it's just realizing that we have all these blessings. And when we have that attitude of gratitude, our day is just so much better. And then our interactions with other human beings yep. are that much better. Yep. And then happiness is the hunger to give. Unhappiness is the hunger to get. We're focused on giving. We're just going to have more abundance. Yeah. It works the other way. It works the other way around from the way the world tells us to act. Yeah. The world tells us, go get yours. Keep it. Keep, keep it. it. Yeah. Don't give anything away. Yeah. Be guarded. Uh, the world is out to get you and eat you up alive. But it's the contrary. The world is beautiful. There's never been a better time to be alive. Earth is phenomenal. Sure, we have our issues, but the issues in comparison to how we've been in, in earlier days in history this is the craziest, best time to ever be alive, but the media doesn't want us to believe that. Yeah, because it doesn't sell. People doesn't wouldn't sell. listen. People wouldn't There's no it. clickbait for positivity. Exactly. No, I love that. And, and something that's really cool, because you guys used to hit on gratitude all the time, and, and in the workspace that we worked in together, everyone there is incredibly, even more lucky than what you just described, to be specifically where they're at, with that opportunity at that age, no matter the age, right? Um, and one thing and, that's... And, and it's sorry to interrupt you, but it's also good. realizing that you know, sometimes they hear, oh, that's, he's a self-made millionaire or self-made. There's no such thing. Like we, we all have bits and pieces of other human beings or books, you know, people that have come before us or are currently with us. Yeah. That have allowed us to be where we are. Nobody's done it alone, by the way. So it's showing that gratitude to everybody. On top of that though, a lot of people have that opportunity to go and use those people or those resources and don't. Cause one thing that bothers me to kind of not dis, I, I agree a thousand percent. But to go and kind of touch on that as well, one thing that drives me absolutely bonkers is when people people call someone lucky or they, they're like, oh, that was just like – they discredit success in a way. Well, drives you, me nuts. You can say they're lucky, but you get lucky with hard work. Exactly, right? So I, I think along with that, yes, everyone is made up of all these other people. We show gratitude to that as well, but also go through and – people listening they're like oh they did that because they had these resources like you there's no excuse like you literally go and you can make it happen 100 percent. heroes are made in the shadows right so that's that's one thing i would touch on that as well um what i was saying though is you guys talked a lot about gratitude because we were so lucky to be where we were when we were so on and so forth right and the cool part about that to me when you say gratitude creates your attitude right it eliminates those unpleasant emotions that you try every day to avoid. Everyone's goal for the day is to avoid fear is to avoid doubt, worry. Yeah. Doubt, worry, like a feeling of being lost, whatever it may be. And when you approach with gratitude first, they can't coexist like self doubt can't coexist with gratitude. 
which is something I'd want to go and hit on because you, you guys showed me that and taught me that. And it was really, really cool to go and learn that as young as I did. So I, I think that's, that's awesome. That's number one's one of my favorites. One of my other favorites on here is number 12. And I think it's so, so I'll read it real quick. It says, don't give rumors legs. It makes you look bad. Even if you think it doesn't. Um, and I think it's cause words are just kind of thrown, thrown around very, very lightly and people ruin their image every day by trying to go and elevate themselves by dragging someone else down. If that makes sense, exactly yeah. what a rumor is. Um, why do you have that on your list of top 25 most important? Um, when you're interacting with a lot of people and when you have the, the rumors will surface when you're doing more than others. If somebody's doing more than you they're probably not going to talk about you. It's usually people that are in the nosebleeds that are criticizing those that are on the court. So when people aren't really focused on themselves or doing things that create fulfillment for them, they seek fulfillment in, in trying to ruin other people's lives, if you will. Yep. Or they, they start just being haters, which only does the contrary. It only ruins haters. What they do is they, they whisper your successes and they broadcast your quote unquote failures. Yep. Right. They even say that the only reason Jesus walked on water is because he couldn't swim type of people. (laughs) So, so just stay, stay away from the rumors. It's, it's not cool. It's, it's, it's condescending not only to the person that you're creating these false rumors about, it's condescending about to you. And, when you're spreading rumors or creating these rumors, the people that you think are buying into your rumors are actually discrediting you for creating them. Yeah. So all you're doing is doing yourself a disservice. I tell this to my kids all the time because, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll throw these little white lies out to, to me or whatever, and their friends are with them. Like I'll ask one of my kids, hey, are you on your way home? And they're probably at their friend's house. And yeah. I say, yeah, I'm on my way. And I tell them when they get home – I'll say, I know you weren't on your way home. And just so you know, now your friend knows that you lied to me. So if you want to lie to me, guess mm. how now they feel about you. You think that you Fair. guys have that little homie uh, relationship thing, but at some point they're going to say, if they're willing to tell that little white lie, then what are they going to lie to me about in the future? So yeah. always be impeccable with your word. Yep. You know, you know these these golf outings that we go on every once in a while, I just picked up golf during covid and what i it's so funny to me to for me to see how people how people score at golf <laughs> and, but, but it's how incredible you, but how you do anything is how you do everything so even if you move the ball or just cheat about your score i'm like that's that doesn't favor you like it's not worth it to you yeah because how you do things here or potentially how you're going to do things over there so i hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far it was brought to you by alchemy sales coaching Now, I typically don't run ads, um, but I feel very strongly about Alchemy Sales Coaching. I started doing one-on-one coaching with Doug back in 2019, and since then, I have gone and not only blown up my career and my earnings, um, but it's really helped me through just the ups and downs of life. Now, the reason I feel so strongly about Alchemy is because it's a group of individuals not only focusing on furthering their sales career, but they're diving deep into inner work. Um, and becoming the best version of yourself so you can show up and be the best version of yourself. Um, Not only that, if you have any interest in doing any one-on-one coaching with me, I exclusively do all of my one-on-one coaching through Alchemy. Um, So for full access to me, go and check out Alchemy. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's alchemysalescoaching.com. We will also go and post um, the links in our bio and on stories, et cetera. So go check it out. And people Just, are always watching. Like everywhere you go, people are watching. It, it, and, and, and listen, they're wa- and that's fine. And and I try to focus more. I mean, reputation is one thing. It is what it is. But reputation is how other people perceive you, or how you, ch- or how you would like for people to perceive you. Yeah. And the issue is that so many people are so much more worried or focused about their reputation than their character. So for me, I would rather worry about my character and then let my reputation do whatever it does because I can't control what people think about me. Yeah. It is what it is. You're entitled to your own opinions. Yep. But I'm entitled to how I create my character and how I am right here in front of you, face-to-face, and how I am at home and how I am wherever. Yeah. So I want to focus on my character. And then around my reputation, I'm not going to focus too much on it. Yeah. Because it is what it is. I can't. I can't Gosh, open up that's... your brain and tell you, I want you to have this perception about me. Yeah. Or I'm going to dress a certain way so that you think I'm this way. Or I'm going to make this post so that people think I'm studious or yep. that I go to this worshiping center, whatever the case is. Dude, that's so key. 
and unique. That's so key, first off, in social media life. Like, just everyone that lives right now, how present social media is, that's so key to keep that in mind. But also on that, I have a question for you then. It's like, okay, great, absolutely. Like, your character is the key, right? That is the core of everything. That should be the most important. But also, and from and this is where I'm curious what you think about it, like, your brand, your personal brand is extremely important. Like your, your image per se, and maybe not what people think about you, but how you display yourself is actually really important in my opinion. Right. You're saying which is universally or me personally. I'm asking if you agree because that's it to me. I I agree, but this is where I'm going. If I'm focused on my brand and my reputation, Mm. then I'm focused on something that I don't necessarily have ultimate control over. It's the Pareto principle, 80, 20, 80% of the things that I can, you know, that are in my control, that's what I should be focused on. I, I, I practice the 90-10 uh, rule. 90% of what happens to me is on me, 10% outside circumstances. Yep. So what I'm saying is I would rather be around people and around myself and focus me on my character and building me Yeah. and then let the reputation take care of itself. Because gotcha. I'm not going to do something, oh, if I do this, then my reputation will look this way. Yeah. You know, I've heard so many conversations. Well, what are people going to think about me? What What are they going to say if I do this or that or don't show up for this? I'm like, man, that person is entrapped. That person yeah. is in prison. Yeah. Because they don't necessarily want to do that thing that they're being asked to do. Or they're, or they're compromising some of their true authentic beliefs so that they have a better brand. I don't know. It's just. No, you, what for, you're for, saying makes perfect sense. You're saying it's obviously. It's just more liberating if I'm, if I'm focused on my character and then let the reputation be whatever it is. If, yeah. If you allow your, your worry about your reputa- reputation to compromise your character, then you're, you're, it's obviously flawed. Once again, character is who you control. are. Yep. Reputation is what people think you are. Which you can't control. That makes sense. I like that. And sometimes pe- pe- <laughs> when you, when you, when you're at home with an individual and you see, like the barriers come down, you're like, holy cow, I didn't know this person was this way. I don't really enjoy being around this person. Yeah. <laughs> so character should be the same inside, outside. It doesn't matter the situation. Like it's it's bulletproof. Yeah. I mean, th- there's sayings that stay if you want if you don't want to be disillusioned by your heroes, don't meet them in person. And I just like, let's not do that. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. Let's you, you you should be able to meet somebody that you have in high regard and actually enjoy that person more in person versus in a virtual setting. Uh, yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And like, I think that's so good. That's so true. I agree. Um, and then this one, so this one stood out to me big time specifically just because a lot of conversations, people go and contradict or disagree. And there's the quote is you can disagree without being disagreeable. Right, which I think is so key, and also just being able to disagree in general. But what does that mean to you? What does you can disagree without being disagreeable mean? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you you don't always have to be right. You don't have to be a prick. You know, human connection is all about love and understanding. You know, the seven habits: first seek to understand, then seek to be understood, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, we're in situations where we're disagreeing a lot. So that there's a meeting of the minds and we're, we're coming up with the very best decision to win. Yeah. Um, the best idea should win. It shouldn't be based on title or seniority. It should be on best idea. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you can be, you can disagree without, without being disagreeable or you can, um, you, you can be nice through the process and still get done what needs to be done. Very simple principle. Yeah. And, and you can have different ideas and not have you, to hate You want that different person. ideas. You, yeah. You want to you wanna have diversity. Which is the opposite of what's pushed. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this or not, but the reason why we came up with the name Authentic when we did is I didn't want, we didn't want people to fit in to the organization. Like they had to be a certain way. Mm. Think, act, behave a certain way. We wanted them to belong in the organization. We want... We want as everybody. I want you as yourself. That's yep. the most beautiful thing a human can be is who you truly are. So I wanted people to be authentic and be- and belong, not fit in. I didn't want you to have to. You got to act this way, believe this way, or change whatever it is about you to be a part of this thing. No, come with with all your quirks, with all your quote unquote weirdness, all your inclinations. I want that. I want the most authentic, diverse setting that I can have because that's how we're going to win together yeah no I I love that and being a part of authentic 
you never explicitly explain that, but that was always very implied, and it was it was noticed big time. Like being a part of an organization. For those that don't know, Authentic was the organization that you helped yeah. go and create and run. Um, that was the environment, and it was amazing. And like values were placed above all else. I like mean, you, you tell me, like when you can be Zaza, when you can be you. Yeah. How do you feel versus being in a place, or a network, or a community where you don't feel like you can actually bring your best true self out to fruition? You feel suffocated. A thousand, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you're dying. Like you're not fulfilled. Definitely not fulfilled, right? Even if you're achieving, I think is also important to touch on. Even if you're in that mold and you're not yourself, because I've been there, and you're achieving and you're quote unquote dominating and finding success, you're still not finding fulfillment. And it's crazy. All of this is. Um, I didn't. So I just started putting pieces together. But a lot of that comes from a book, Untethered Soul. Yeah where great book we're supposed to confront death it's okay it's part of our existence and every so today i'm closer to death than i was yesterday yep so i might as well live life to my fullest because death is inevitable it's 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 actually a beautiful thing it's something it's it's a part of our human experience Mm -hmm. so the more we can live and be fulfilled the the more we will enjoy death because we held nothing back yep um i like that You know, when people are on their quote unquote deathbed, they list their regrets more than they list their moments of amazement. So for me, it's like, let's live life with no regrets. It doesn't mean go be a prick and just don't regret saying, you know, prick things to people. It's just, it's, it's living your, your most authentic life, what you really truly want to do. Yeah. Like what would your life look like if you could truly do the things that you love doing? What would your life look like if you dared? What would your life look like if you didn't have fear, doubt, and worry dominating your brain and dominating your heart? Yeah. Like life is a gift. And we're we're designed, we're we're built to be amazing, to be magnificent, to be beautiful. We're not here to just exist. We're here to thrive. Yeah. We're here to have an incredible ride. Yeah. And when we when we die, we should have a ton of scars, tons of battle wounds, you know, tons of, you know, memories and love and all those beautiful things that come along with it no a thousand percent so and as you may know the name of the podcast is today's the day and kind of the point of that a quote from forever ago all i have is now out of a book that i read today's the day is just kind of the philosophy of like you don't have tomorrow it's not guaranteed it's not guaranteed right and the point of of it is to bring people on that are inspiring and can inspire people that have really embodied that so obviously you have gone through and not only done this yourself, lived life to the fullest, lived as if today's the day is what we'll go and say right now. You had a really, really cool job of being able to go and help people who were not doing that start to do that. And you continue to do that. You continue to go and speak and inspire and, and mentor and help and show up to stuff like this to go and help other people look at life through that lens. What would be a piece of advice for someone who is living on autopilot, right? Like you're saying, you're not just here to exist, but they are because a lot of people are right? Or maybe they're not living to the fullest, but they're right. What would your, what's an, a call to action per se, something someone can go and do to kind of get out of that? Wake up. We got to wake up. A lot of us, and I'll say us, because it's something that we have to work on on a daily. We're asleep. We don't realize all the beautiful things that are in front of us, behind us, to the side of us and just wake up and, and just get out of it, snap out of it, get out of your head. You know, we, we've all heard this. If you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your heart, you're alive. Yeah. So get in your heart, do what's courageous, do what's beautiful. And just don't let the brains suck you into this world of just this abyss. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a daily, it's a daily exercise that we have to do to live in a beautiful state. Oh yeah. And what what are some things that you do to do that? Like what are some things that you do to go and wake up? Just know it. Just tell myself every single day. It's having those conversations. It's having that priming. It's having that, that workout, those different things that make you feel alive and creating the emotions. Yeah. Like all of life, that life is emotions. Life is, is what you put into it. So, you know, families are created on emotion. Businesses are created on emotion. This podcast is creating on, created on emotion. So act on your emotions understand your emotions and let them carry you forward. You're not, you're not going to carry yourself forward by thinking logically about things. That's not how it works. Yeah. You know, our brain is designed for survival, not for thriving. If you're on a hundred foot cliff and you, and you want to parachute off of it or whatever, your logical brain's not going to say, take the jump. Now you'll, you'll be great. It's your heart saying, Hey, you're a badass. make the jump and you're going to, 
you're going to, you're going to survive this thing. Yeah. It's tuning into the heart and controlling your brain through your heart so that your brain can do these difficult, uh, things that aren't logical because a lot of people fall into, and I'm guilty of it a thousand percent. I think everybody is like you said, we all are. We, and if anybody says that they're not, they're lying or, or they're disillusioned. They're confused. Yeah. They're confused. (laughs) No, it's, but it's it's, every single one of us have to prime ourselves every day. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that trap, uh, if you, if you read Will Smith's book yet, Will, he talks about paralysis by analysis. There was someone, someone in his life along the way where they would just, that was like, don't have paralysis by analysis because you get stuck thinking about something. And that's the same thing as if you're in your head, you're dead, so on and so forth. So that's really, really cool. Cause I don't think that's not really something that gets hit on often. Like if you act from your heart first, you go and do extraordinary things that are inspiring. And if you don't, you're probably not going and, to go and you live need a very both. inspiring life. You, you need, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a fine, it's a, it's a harmony. It's a dance. It's a waltz. Yep. It's, it's what you want most with what you fear most and connecting the heart with the brain. Cause if we only let our lives surely through our heart, we'd be dead. Yep. Cause right? then there's, then there's no guardrails to protect there's, you. Yeah. There's just no mechanism saying, yo, that's dangerous. <laughs> You'd be going 220 on the, on the freeway. But if, if we only think through our brain and live life through our brain, you said it, you're going to overthink everything and overthinking is creating problems that don't exist. Yep. So you, it's just that fine balance of, okay, what's my heart telling me? What's my brain telling me? What do I really want? What gives me fulfillment? What gives me achievement? Why am I here on this earth? What's my purpose? Yeah. What's my why? Yeah. Focus on those things and, and carry it forward. See, that's, I mean, dude, that's such gold. And like, I, sometimes I forget how lucky I am to have been told because you've preached this forever, ever since I've known you, like you've helped ingrain this kind of stuff into me and re talking about it. It's exactly how I thought it's exciting. And it's like, gosh, I remember that. And that literally what we're talking about is on here as well. It's when you lead with your heart, that's where courage comes from. Yeah. Right. It's, it's that exact philosophy. So, and I, I just want to make sure like, Nobody has it figured out. Nobody. Yeah. We're all figuring it out and we're all figuring out hopefully together. This is something that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of, you know, preparation every, every single day. And I catch myself talking to my brain, talking to my heart, like literally every 15 minutes, maybe more often. (laughs) Yeah. All the time psyching myself into things, psyching myself out of things that I shouldn't be a part of. Yeah. But it's that constant communication you know, trying to extract the very best and, and achieving a day that's that's by design instead of by default. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's a muscle too, because I I have seen a lot of people run into they get so good at something like this that gets them somewhere, and then they stop working out that muscle and they get just as bad as they were when they started. You know, and you you asked me this question and I said they got to wake up, but you know, when, when do sometimes people decide that they want to get fit? You know, when they're weighing three hundred pounds. Yep. When do do people say, oh, I need to be more intentional with my love when they go through a divorce? Yep. When do I need to spend more time with my kids when their kids is in the ER? Yep. Or when do I need to spend more time uh, on my finances when they lose a job or when they're facing bankruptcy? So don't, don't postpone that stuff. Like stay ahead of it. Yeah. Like plan it out, build it now. The best time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. So just make sure that you're always ahead of the game. Yep. So you can live a very fulfilled life. Again, when I'm saying these things, some people are like, oh, that's exhausting. All this planning, all this building of systems. It's the other way around. When you have all that stuff built out, like life is that much simpler. Yeah. Because you you know what it's going to look like. You know what all 52 weeks are going to look like. You know what all 168 hours in the week are going to look like. So They're not exact. Yeah. Yeah. But that way, again, you can insert yourself where you want to be inserted. Yeah. And then you can start saying the no you can start saying no to more things. Mm-hmm. A lot of achievement and fulfillment is saying no more than you say yes, by the way. Yeah. Because our, our limited asset is time. So if I'm saying yes to the things that I truly want to do and that actually bring me fulfillment and that actually make a difference and I know how to say no to these other things because I have good systems built around them, then I can, I can be dangerous. Yeah. I can do really cool things. You avoid a lot of wasted time for sure. Um, I, dude, I love that. This is so much gold. Like I, I have a ton of questions I wrote, but reading through this and rereading through it, I'm like, there's just so much on here. One of them that, that's huge, especially for people right now. And maybe it's very specific to my age group or people around my age group that I see is a lot of people go and they, they look at like instant success as like, as like the goal. Like if you were to go ask, 500 high school students what their goal is it's to go get massive on social media and become an influencer right and i think this is really 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 important um and anyone in a truly fulfilled success successful spot will go and agree 
Um, you should define your success as sowing, not reaping. What does that mean? Yes, that's a big one too. So it's the law of the harvest, right? You can't reap um, what you don't sow. And it's the law of the two creations. You create everything, you know, first on imagination, blueprint, paper, and then you go in actuality. That's when you build your, your house with brick and mortar and actual labor. Yep. So if I'm focused on my sowing, then I'm always going to have bounty because I'm focused on what's going to give me the harvest, what's going to give me something that I can reap. Yeah. But if I'm focused on the reaping and not the true creating, then I'm, I'm killing my crops. I'm killing the opportunity to harvest. Yeah. So if I'm focused on value creation versus value capture, I will always have value that I can exchange. Yep. Dollars follow value, not the other way around. So if I can focus on the creation piece, the sowing, the labor, what's going to create longevity for me, yeah. then I will always have a harvest. Yep. So I'm going to focus on that, which is what's going to give me plenty. And that's when you become invaluable and irreplaceable because a, a lot of people live in constant fear of, like, I mean, just a super easy example as far as like work, work life. If you go and you get fired, you have to go look for a new job. But if you can go and become irreplaceable. and I think the best comparison that we can have is what happens to professional athletes. There's a lifespan. I mean, look at the NFL. What's the average lifespan of an NFL player? Let's call it three years. Yeah. That that would be my guess. And I think it's pretty accurate. What happens if you're not sewing through those three years and you're just ripping all your cash and just burning it? You're going to be broke. The statistics are, are crazy. Yeah. How many NFL a- athletes go broke within a year of being out of the league? Yep. So for me, it's <laughs> it's true. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I would rather be addicted to investing and sowing than addicted to reaping and spending. Yeah. Anybody can buy a gold chain. Anybody can buy shoes. The real flex is having long-term wealth that generates cash flows for seasons and seasons and seasons and seasons. And then that cash flow can then take care of all your liabilities in life. So if I can focus on my sowing, then I can reap the rest of my time here on earth. Yeah. But if I'm creating and, and reaping the rewards immediately and I'm not allowing them to grow to their potential, then I'm not, I'm not going to have what I truly want to have. If you look at a tree, yeah. where's the tree? The roots. It's, it's below the ground. Yeah. There's a, the, the, the mass of the tree is way bigger down there below the soil or in the soil than it is above ground. We just see what we see. Yeah. But there's so much more work that's been down, down there it to keeps create it alive. a beautiful tree. It keeps it alive. So you're, you're pivoting into a really, really cool. And this is where I think the advice you can go and give is just invaluable for people. A lot of people have money or getting into investing or learning about investing. And they just watched this whole crypto meltdown the whole crypto meltdown where everybody was a millionaire right and people were spending me included and losing money on on meme coins and everything like that um and and they're completely ignoring like just law number one of money rich dad poor dad richest man in babylon any book you go read about managing money is go and use your cash to get something that can cash flow or multiply and then you continue rolling that and compound that Right. What role, first off, has that played in your life financially, compounding and doing that and following that very basic principle? And then what advice do you have to people now? Because right now the world's in a weird spot where it's like, okay, right, everyone still kind of thinks there's a way to go put 10 grand into something, have it 10x in three months, pull it out and do it again. And everyone's a day trader and everyone's giving advice on doing crypto or whatever else it may be. Um, What would you say to that? So first of all, I would say if you were part of that meltdown, whatever, it is what it is. Like, you got to move forward. Like, you can only cry so long over spilled milk. And then you talk about compounding interest. Benjamin Franklin says that it's the eighth wonder of the world. Like, compounding interest is super powerful. And I say this all the time. There's no such thing as a good investment. Only good investors. Mm. And another quote that I love, Mark Twain said, an expert is an ordinary fellow from another town. So sometimes when we're hearing advice from this out-of-towner guy that says, I have this brilliant idea, we fall in love with that stranger and, and follow their, their lead even though we know nothing about them. We know nothing about them or their balance sheet or whatever the case is. So I would just say get really educated in what you want to invest in. Your best investment is you. I know it sounds cliche, but it's real. Yeah, You have to level up. You have to become the person that can invest with your own brilliance and intelligence. Yep. And then 
you can take your moonshots, you can do your NFTs, you can do your crypto. That's fine. Some of that stuff will, will thrive. You know, right now everybody can say, oh, I knew it was coming or it's crypto winter. It, some of that stuff will bounce back. I don't know what all categories will, but there'll be a lot of winners along the way. Yeah. I mean, there'll be some losers too, but it is what it is. That's, that's investing. Um, but you want, you want to be able to place your hard earned cash into income producing assets. Yeah. And if you can get depreciation, appreciation, cash flow, and then have somebody else pay down your debt along the way, such as you get with renters, that's, that's a beautiful strategy. Mm-hmm. So I love the game of real estate. You know that, um, real estate for me, it's my moat, it's my basis. And if I can have a really strong real estate portfolio, then I can, I can do some of these other crazy projects and deploy some cash and, and not have to worry if about it, if it hits, it hits, but it's, you know what you're getting yourself into and venture capital. It takes for every 10 deals that you do. You only have one. That's a home run. Yeah. So it takes you 10 deals to actually have success. Yeah. And when you hit a home run in venture, it's, it's again, it's a home run. It's not a single double or triple. It's a big one. Yeah. So sure. Venture into venture, venture into crypto. And then have some of these really strong assets that can withstand the test of times yeah. as your moat. Um, you know, with real estate, for me, it's you don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and you wait. And the best investment on earth is earth. So yep. the more earth you can own, they're not creating more of it. Sure, we might go into different planets and whatever, but there's a limited amount of land. Go buy a bunch of land that preferably has assets on it that you can collect checks from yeah. you know, with humans in it that you're collecting rents. And then just build a really good portfolio that way. Make sure that you're educated on it. You're buying in the right, st- right stuff. Yeah. You buy the right price. You, you operate it brilliantly and you'll be in good shape. Okay. So beautiful. I love it. Taking it back a step further. Cause then there's people listening and I like to go and just kind of, kind of sit in a bunch of different seats or different phases of my life. Even that's great. Right. You basically just went and said even further, the moat is something like real estate, cash flows, so on and so forth. But the land in general, just where you would go, first off, you have to invest in yourself, right? 100%. What do you say to the person It's like, or where I would have been not too many years ago, even where it's like, I don't have, and I haven't even thought about investing. I've thought about paying what I need to pay. I can't even put the amount of gas in my car to fill it up, but I can go put a $20 bill in it. Um, what do I do, right? What do you say to someone like that? What's your advice there? Same, same advice. Because that's when you met me, by YouTube, the way. YouTube, that's when you met me yeah. and started giving me advice. Okay, but YouTube University, right? Book, uh, books, podcasts. There's yep. so many different yep. resources. Yep. And then, you know, what you did is you found a vehicle that was a cash creator. And you didn't know what you didn't know back then. And you weren't an expert back then. The only way to become an expert in any field that you choose to become an expert in is by putting in the hours. Yep. Um, what's that book? Um the outliers, right? Talks about yep. 10,000 hours to become an expert in the field that you choose to be an expert in. Mm-hmm. It's just time. How did I learn about real estate? Time. Making mistakes, making good plays, uh, yep. talking to a whole bunch of people, listening to podcasts, reading tons and tons of books and just doing it. There's no better trainer or, or, or teacher than actual experience. Yeah. Like, you know, you sell direct to home. There's no way you can read a book or watch training videos that are more important than the actual act act or you doing it yep. firsthand. Yeah. So it's listen and, and, and I'll, I'll get into this, but let's say, let's say that you have some, some cash and you have a little bit of debt. Let's say that you're paying 10% on your debt, 10% annually. You know what a really good investment is pay off that debt. You're going to make 10% on that cash because right now you're, you're, you're paying it out. But if you pay off that debt, now all of a sudden you're keeping 10% of your Because compounding interest works both ways. Of course. Yep. So it's either you can be the bank or you can let the bank control you. Yeah. So sure, I'll go acquire. I love that. No uh, one talks about that. I love that. I'll go acquire some debt. I'll acquire intelligent debt because I want to use leverage in some of these businesses that I have. But if I have any type of consumer debt, I'm paying that sucker off. Yeah. Because it, it, what it's doing, it's strangling my, my ability to be able to really truly create. Yep. So you just have to pay attention to, to, you know, what all you have. But if there's a kid out there that has a credit card, you know, payment and they're paying 23 points, 30 points with today's interest rates, yeah, pay that off and you're making 30% on your cash. <laughs> See, that's crazy. I've never, I've known that, I've known that, but I've never consciously thought about it. you basically have like a, a gauge of interest that can go negative or positive. And the most important thing is to get that as positive as possible. So if you're negative and you're paying 27, 30 points on a card, don't go try and find yourself an investment. That's going to, no. that's going to get you your 12%. best investment is pay off that card. Get rid of that 30%. Yeah, that's 100%. sick. See, I love that. That's, 
That's amazing. Um, and, and I think what's really important that you answer that question perfectly, exactly how I would have loved you to, um, you don't have to have money to go and invest. And what I mean by that is you can go and learn and get better and put in those hours with time, which is more valuable than money, right? To turn yourself into someone where you can go and get the capital to go invest. Most of the companies that we consider the darlings of today were started by people that had no money, right? So you can create a product or service that's highly desirable. And then the market will say, I'm going to fund this company because you've created something beautiful. Yep. So you created something without money, but now you have something of value and dollars follow value. If you create something of value, you will have the dollars. Exactly. And just saying I have no money to invest, that's the lazy way of thinking. Yeah. You have to invest in you, invest in in what you want to bring to the marketplace. And money always finds deals and deals always find money. Good deals. Exactly. And in the same in the same philosophy with all of that, and this is like a tangent I could talk about all day, right? Just as there is a good and a bad investment with money, even more so, I'd be willing to say there's a good and and bad investment with your time, right? So and with what you're reading, exactly. And if you and a thousand percent, but even like even more than that, if you're going and partying and wasting your time, look at that as going and paying interest on a credit card that you don't need to go and pay. But if you can go and look at your time like money and invest it the same way and try and get the most return from your time, that's I think how you go and find monetary gain yeah like that's, i mean that's it, awesome it, listen if if 20 somethings could invest in going to a seminar by a vetted mentor or person that can <laughs> that's actually, stressed out a little bit yeah yeah th- somebody that can actually create value it's it's going to pay dividends yeah. versus planning a crazy trip to europe or mexico whatever the case is there's yep. room for there's room for both but guess what there's more room if you put priority with investing in yourself Yep. Because then you have options. I love and, that. And the true flex is having optionality. The true flex is experiences, mobility, and time. Yeah. That's the true wealth. That's the true flex. I love that. I, everyone needs to hear that. Me, everyone needs to hear that. That's amazing. Um, one thing you put on here that I think you're uniquely really good at, and I realize a lot of people, when they get to a certain level in life, and when I say level, I mean monetary level, like people from the outside looking in, whatever it may be, right? Um, they go and start they carry themselves different and they put themselves in a different category than everyone else. Therefore, when they go and speak, I'm going to read the quote real quick. It says, you're entitled to your own opinions. You're not entitled to your own facts. And one thing I think you do incredibly well, probably because you prioritize it or definitely because you prioritize it is everything you're saying is like, Hey, I don't have it figured out and you don't pretend to have everything figured out, but there are absolutely to your credit things that you do right where you it's working, right? Where those things are working in a certain way, right? So why did you put that on there? And where did you learn the importance of that? Because I'm scared of people that think they have it all figured out. <laughs> and I don't want to be around those people. <laughs> and I for sure don't want to be one of those people. So for me, like, it's imp- I can do anything. That's what my mom told me. But she never said you can do everything, mm. right? So I know I can be really great at different categories. But I want to be surrounded by people that are great in categories that I'm not great at. Yeah. And that can help me along this human journey. Yeah. Right. But you will always hear me say, I I don't have it figured out. And I, and I like that because I want to be in a place of receiving meaning of being open to new thoughts, to new ideas, to new networks, to new think tanks, because it allows me to, to progress as a human. Yeah. You know, when people say, Oh man, does you've changed? I'm like, Thank goodness I've changed because that's that's my job as a human being. That's the point. That's the whole point. And hopefully I'm changing for progress and not for regress. Yep. But no, it's none of us have it figured out. And even those that think they have it all figured out and they want all this praise because they're God's gift to man, like I don't want to be around those people. Yeah. You know, do they have cool things that they can teach me? Sure, in different categories, but holistically, there's a big gap there. Oh yeah. Because none we we need each other to be able to progress. Yep. We need a lot of people, a lot of mentors, a lot of figureheads, a lot of community to be able to achieve the things that we're really put here on earth to go achieve. Yeah. And dude, Oh, there's just, there's so many good like nuggets or things like, and this is definitely gonna be something I go back and listen to. And it's like reopening ideas and and lids that, that I've, I've had in the past from you. So again, thank, I can't thank you enough. So thank you first and foremost, but if everyone just looked at things that way, think of how much negativity would just be gone. 
Like if you really just went and approached it with the very few things that we've talked about on your list of 25 things and you went and carried that into everything you do, everyone did, how much happier would everyone be? How much better taken care of? How farther ahead in life would everyone be in general? Yeah. Like I, I, I can't stress enough. So again, I love having you on here. It's super inspiring. It's amazing. So thank you. Um, the reason I love to get different perspectives from different people that are very weathered and experienced and have been through a lot or seen a lot um, is because it's it's kind of what helped me get through stuff early on and what still helps me to get through stuff. And if I'm if I'm struggling with something, there's a list of people I call. Right. And it's like, what would you do? How do you get through it? So I, I my question for my final question for you is a lot of people are either stuck or they're in a rut. They're in one of those dips in life. Life has ebbs and flows. Life has ups and downs. And a lot of people are in a down and maybe they've been in a down for a long time. Um, what would you recommend or how do you go and get yourself out of there? So the biggest problem that people have is they think they shouldn't have any. We all have problems. <laughs> it's just, and if you don't, you're not alive. You're not living. Yeah. You're just waking up and staying in bed all day watching Netflix. Yep. You're avoiding life. But if you're a part of life, if you're part of the human experience, problems are there to help us grow. Imagine if your life would have had zero problems, how would you feel today? It'd suck. Yeah. Like, let's say that you ran every single race or every basketball game was just a breeze and you had no problems on the, on the track or the field or the court. Like it would suck. If if the business that you're in right now was just a cakewalk and you didn't have any human resource issues, funding issues, um, install issues, compliance issues, like there'd be no fulfillment. In fact, if you had no problems, you wouldn't get paid. Yeah. Because we get paid in proportion to the problems that we're willing to solve and the scope of the problems that we're willing to solve. Yeah. So problems are actually growth mechanisms. And the more problems we face, the more we're growing. And that's where the light comes in. The light comes in via the cracks. Okay, so I'm not saying go be a problem causer or creator, but be okay with problems. In yeah. fact, be enthused with problems. Yeah, be empowered by the word no. Um, you're in sales; it takes seven no's on average per transaction to get a yes. Mm -hmm. So you want to be empowered and invigorated by the word no. So problems are good. So we have to train our brain and our heart and our entire DNA that I'm a problem solver. I'm not a problem creator. But when problems hit me, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm equipped for this. Yeah. I'm battle-tested and I'm battle-ready. And I, I have the wherewithal to be able to move things forward. Yeah. And thank goodness I do because that's how I can truly experience the things that I want to experience. And that's how I can truly achieve fulfillment. I'll give you another example. Let's say that you're a boxer. You're in the ring. And you're just jabbing and uppercutting and just dominating the fight. And all of a sudden you get punched in the mouth. You take, what are you going to do? Take off your gloves and be like, Psh, I'm out. I'm done with this fight. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a football player and tell a coach, coach, I love the Friday night lights, love the unis, love the cheerleaders. I just don't want to get tackled. I don't like that problem. Like it's just not going to work out. So you can't live life with the assumption that you're not going to have problems. Sure. You can mitigate your risk neuter zero as much as possible and try to eliminate problems. But once they, once the inevitable happens, just be ready and embrace it and enjoy it and know that life happens for you, not to you. So it's a, it's a blessing. It's a gift. That's amazing. That, I mean, could not end it on a better note. Again, Poppy, thank you so much. I love you. My heart goes out. I appreciate you making the time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Much love. Until next time. Okay, much love. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video, of value share this with a friend and please go show your love we're on all streaming platforms including youtube spotify and apple any ratings comments likes shares they go a very long way and they make it so i can keep doing these things for you and i would appreciate it greatly so please go share with a friend until next time Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.